Hello and welcome to the Jewish Mother Me podcast. This is the podcast that wonders Jewish mothers should every home have one. And did you eat yet? Um, this is the podcast that looks at all the wonderful things we've learned from the Jewish mothers we've known. And we wonder whether everybody could do with a bit of Jewish mothering in their life, regardless of age, regardless of whether you're living here or you're living there, whether you were born under this star or another. Anyway, that's what we do. So very glad to have your company. My name's Angela Epstein. Noemi Lopian. Lynn Dover. Together, we're going to guide you through a gentle session of what many of you may be familiar with, at least in terms of the name. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. You say it better than me, Noemi. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. Do we know what the <laughs> definition of chutzpah is? What the, the, the breakout word actually means? Cheek, guts, courage. It's asking for an inch and taking a mile. Mm. <laughs> now, Jewish mothers are very big on chutzpah because it's a kind of audacity, isn't it? Right. It's this idea of, as, as Lynn said, going that bit further in order to sort of get what you want. It's charming when it's your child, but it's not charming when it's other people's children. But I think you've hit the nail on the head. If it's done with charm, even when it's not your child, it's much easier to receive it. When it's charmless, you want to bounce it right back. Well, I'll give you a quick example. Mm. I was in the bread shop the other day and uh, this gentleman came in. It was a Jewish bakery, but, you know, it could happen in any bread shop. This chap came in and he was asking about a particular cake or roll that this bakery made quite frequently. And the young girl behind the counter said, um, we don't seem to have any. I mean, there may be some in the bakery at the back or upstairs, but I don't know. And he said, well, can you have a look? And she said, well, no, because I'm the only one in the shop. So he said, well, I'll go and have a look. <laughs> That's chutzpah. That is real chutzpah. In your professional life, Lynn, because you obviously you work as a dentist, away from the, the surgery, from the practice, do you experience chutzpah? Mm. Out of hours chutzpah? Maybe not from patients of your own? Uh, yes, I do. You get your uh, brain uh, picked and about all sorts of things. And um, I think from memory, I can relate to one extremely chutzpahdick incident. Chutzpahdick is the adverb or adjective to, that describes actions that contain chutzpah. I can remember being at work, this is a long time ago, because it's pre-WhatsApp days and getting a text towards the end of the day from somebody who well, had an hour's appointment earlier on with me in the day to say, oh, I've got carried away with shopping um, and I'm stuck. Please, will you pick my kids up at school? Now, this, <laughs> this person had not turned up for this hour's appointment as well. Oh, my goodness. So just to be clear, so this was somebody who had not taken, turned up for an appointment and then still wanted you because you knew them out of work and you were doing it, you knew them through school, wanted you to still pick up their kids. Yes, I Did, think she'd got carried away with shopping. Yeah, I mean, it's not... <laughs> we're going to be kind. Did she let on or apologise? Um, I didn't let on because oh, you have to be a certain level of professionality. Boom. But I remember <laughs> uh, thinking, um, yes, that's an absolute chutzpah. Why should I pick your children up from school when you've just not come to an appointment with me? Anyway, do you think that... Jewish mothers, maybe the Jewish mothers you've known, not necessarily your own, but these kind of indomitable matriarchs that we've all encountered uh, through our own world, moving within the Jewish communities that we've known. Do Jewish mothers have a particularly singular line in chutzpah? And if so, why? I'm not even going to finish the sentence. Why? I don't know whether it's, it, it's just for Jewish mothers. I would sort of say it's the tiger instinct in the mother. 
um, that she'll fight and do anything for her children at the point of ridiculing herself or her family. She'll just do anything to make the child happy. And I think any mother, it's almost an animal instinct, it's so strong, would do it. I think it goes beyond even to do with your children. It's wanting to get the most from a situation, Mm. to squeeze every last drop. Um, When we were... Um, or my husband relates this uh, anecdote when they were kids and they went out to a posh restaurant and it was dessert time <laughs> and the dessert trolley came around um, he said yes I have a piece of Black Forest Gatto because uh, this was at the late 70s and <laughs> as the waiter was cutting the piece of uh, Black Forest Gatto you then said and a creme brulee at the same time. <laughs> and you've got a double portion of dessert. That might have just been greed. Yeah, or no, just it's greed. Dessert. But it's I think my brother did the same. Really? It was and, and, rather than or, or. And it's all and a matter of timing. And that all, is true. And it's all a matter of context as well, wouldn't you say? I mean, again, no names. Mm. This is obviously a no-name podcast, mm. though, though, for, for certain... Don't try and guess, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you can try. Um, Guests have been invited to our home for Friday night on previous podcasts, if you haven't heard it. Friday night dinner is a wonderful institution, time to to gather people in and entertain and talk and eat and not have the telly on. Um, Anyway, so this family, uh, who I knew pretty well, were coming for Friday night dinner. And because it's quite a bit of a gut buster of a menu, there's often four courses if you really want to go for a full blowout. For hors d'oeuvre... Uh, for starters, as they call around where I live, I'd done sort of, uh, you know, a small amount of the traditional egg and onion and chopped liver, which is a traditional Jewish uh, sort of pate. And the father said, and, and one of his kids wasn't that into it, he says, have you got anything else? <gasps> I said, have I got anything else? He said, yeah, have you got anything? Maybe a bit of melon in your kitchen. I said, have I got a bit of melon in my kitchen? And he didn't get that. I was I was repeating it in order to sort of show the, the ludicrousness, the rudeness of it. But I suppose if I was being benevolent, I would say this was a classic sort of parent who was thinking, my child is being deprived here. Other mm. people have got their nose bags on and are, and are doing quite well. And they're, and you know, I think also Friday night dinner, we've all been there where you've, you've got quite a lot of people for Friday night dinner and then another guest will say, and I've got another three people staying, can they come too? And they're vegan, vegetarian and gluten-free. <laughs> oh. And then you, that's when it really starts, you're taking the mickey and yeah. it's too much. Because we love having people around the table for Friday night, but just give us a little bit of notice. You know, it's Indeed, not very easy yeah. to rustle it up. Do you think that, that chutzpah can be sweet or funny or, or there's, a, there's, a, there's a nice element to chutzpah definitely there can be i think i i am certainly unfortunately have been chutzpahdic but i always think or maybe i um tell myself this that it comes from a good place and i think as if you're aware that you don't want to upset the other person then you're halfway there with your big ask it is being audacious but I think you can do it with love you can do it with charm like I've said before and if you can make the other person understand that it's important that you're not it's not when you're asking for something totally ludicrous although it might be perceived as that by the receiver so if you don't ask you don't get though very much so So you can um, sort of pitch it and as long as you don't ask for too much you may well get more than you wanted you're right I mean that you know this is this is all about balance it is about balance and and Chutzpah is not about parenting. It's about any kind of relationships that you have because there is a kind of balance sheet where sometimes you can think this person could do something for me 
you know that I might need and then maybe could do a bit more and I think possibly in in professional life we've we've experienced that I mean uh, Noemi you've done a lot of work with holocaust education to be quite serious and I know there are sometimes difficult topics that not everybody will immediately think about wanting to listen to for all sorts of reasons it might not be for a, a negative reason they just don't have the scope to consider it and you've had to deploy a little bit of chutzpah sometimes haven't you? A little bit a lot I do push on doors because I think the cause is so important so I push hard or I knock hard and I'll come back as well when the door doesn't open. So I try not to be that definition of arrogant and super self-confident, which I'm not. I usually apologise for my chutzpah and I think that I'm aware of it. Where the listeners, you still think I, I, that gives me permission to be chutzpahdick, I'd like to know from you. But, but I am that at times, yes. But then when, when the result happens, be it the speaker that you wanted to come to an education event or the and you've used a slightly as Lynn said chutzpah which is the the adjective you've used a chutzpah approach to to secure somebody then you can get the kind of the post facto justification for what you've done do you have a certain way when you're going to be chutzpah or I, either of you or me uh, do you have any a way when you know you're going to be chutzpah do you frame it in a certain way is there a way of, of I know you said using charm I don't know if I have charm. I wish I had charm. I apologise for it. I I will apologise for what I'm going to ask. You you can say no, but. (laughs) Yes. yes. And then ask the question. And that's almost the same. You give people a get out clause, really. And, you know, I'm aware that often sometimes appointments get cancelled at the last minute. And here, for the grace of God, go I, that I'm, I'm at the receiver's mercy as it is. I'm very aware of that. But exactly like Lynn said, if I don't ask, I don't get. And I think the cause of of Shoah stroke, uh, Jew hatred education is so important and is of time importance and we're such poor advocates of ourselves that uh, that gives me the courage and, and, and I need courage personally to be chutzpahdick, a lot of courage. And do you feel as though that, that chutzpah extends into other areas or does that cause give you, you a me. shield? I don't know. <laughs> you know me well, girls. Do you think I am chutzpahdick and, and I... Don't think so. I know when I um, studied and practiced, I always wanted to disappear. I was afraid of my own shadow. Oh, that's what I felt. How I'm, I am perceived by others. When you practice medicine, yes. And what, what do you mean? Were others being chutzpahdick? Were they using chutzpah in a way that? You oh yes, because yeah, because it's a human trait again. Being audacious, we have it in every language, don't we? So. Yes, of course, I was the receiver as well. But I think um, now that I'm older and a little bit more experienced, I try and make allowances for it. Something that we call in the in our Jewish world is don lekaf zechos, which my mother-in-law was a great advocate for. Is give the person the benefit of the doubt. Don't think straight away. Oh, they're at me because. The initial reaction to somebody being chutzpahdick is that you feel overwhelmed by their cheek. But just, you know, it's almost count to ten and think, where, where are they coming from and definitely. why? And and I'm, I'm, I, listen, I'm not like that, listeners. You know me, I'm quite bombastic. I'd like to think fantastic, but certainly bombastic. <laughs> and so I'm still learning to count to and ten. And you can let people down gently. Somebody um, wanted a school gate um, pickup. Um, consultation, which I was not the <laughs> dental and, consultation. And, yeah, a dental consultation. And she said, "I bet you get it all the time. People must drive you mad." And I said, <laughs> "Actually, quite often, yes." 
and a huge bunch of flowers arrived on Friday afternoon Aww. for the following Friday afternoon as an apology. So the penny had dropped. The penny had dropped, and it does happen. And it, and mm. and she, it was nice to be appreciated. And somehow you don't mind as much. No, when I mean, it's a pre, when you are appreciated, yeah. it's the people who just ride ride roughshod over you. Um, I mean, yeah, I it's arrogant. It is arrogant yeah. because there, I think the problem where chutzpah goes pear-shaped, and I certainly learnt this from my own mother because obviously through the podcast we we try and sort of um, kind of export what we've learnt from our from the Jewish mothers we've known is that chutzpah doesn't work if you do it with a sense of entitlement. If you think actually, actually, what Noemi you just said about that the cause is greater, the ends justify the means, then that's absolutely fine. But sometimes people behave with such appalling entitlement, and then they try and package it as chutzpah because chutzpah is such a, a benign and friendly word, and it has moved out of just Yiddish parlance out into the into the mainstream. So, so it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm being a bit cute yeah. about it. I think some people are unaware as well. My father in law who passed away last year unfortunately and we miss him greatly he was a gp and he always recalled being at a wedding once when somebody said oh i'm so glad i've seen you doctor which always makes your heart sink (laughs) um and um said i've got this terrible tummy ache and this was in the middle of a function hall waiting to sit down for dinner. My father-in-law said to him, well, just drop your trousers and I'll do an exam. <laughs> <laughs> and the person again got the message and sent a bottle of whiskey round by return. So yeah. sometimes people aren't even aware that they're being chutzpahed. True. No, no they always use the trouser dropping method and you don't have to be a doctor. <laughs> because sometimes I think it comes from like with a patient, their sheer anxiety um, mm, and they've been thinking about it and it's, it's a passion. It's a thing of passion, of emotion. Also, so if you're suffering as well, and you're suffering, suffering exactly makes positive, you yes. want to. The uh, restraint may yeah. go out of the window if you're in pain or Very much so. But you see, my mother always taught me about chutzpah is that, you know, what you, you there's a quote from, from To Kill a Mockingbird, um, you know, the famous Harper Lee novel, oh, which I haven't got in front of me, but it's something along the lines of if you want to understand, you'll only understand a man if you climb into his shoes and walk mm, around in them very for, much so. for a few days. And, um, you know, my mum always used to say, you know, the world would be better if you could feel somebody else's pain. Um, and that's part of the problem with chutzpah is that when people are really chutzpah dick, they don't appreciate the pain that they cause you because they are blinded by their own sense of entitlement. And it can even be a trivial thing. At my wedding, which was many, 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 many years ago, nah. yeah, they <laughs> served a traditional Jewish dish called simus, yeah. which uh, I'm going to consult our, our culinary, anybody wants to define ca- ca- it. I think sweet carrots, carrots cooked with honey or You often sugar. put golden syrup in oh, it. I syrup. mean, it's just like, it's... it's yeah. Yeah. A tooth-curlingly sweet, yeah. delicious, cooked for hours with, and some people put prunes in it as well mm. as potatoes and meat. Oh, it's delicious. It's it's one part dental decay, one part heart attack. <laughs> anyway, and uh, and it's often it's often made. Lynn's right that you can put meat in it, but most often people tend to serve it as a as a side dish. So it may well be a vegetable dish. And at at all, as when I got married, um, the caterers served a traditional what they used to call uh, dinner mit hen. You know, it was a chicken dinner with potatoes and um, various vegetables and on the menu there was a little menu card on the table it said vegetable simus and somebody that I know obviously because they're at the wedding we've lost touch now she found brace yourself sisters she found a sliver of meat in her simus she didn't find a rusty nail she didn't find an old 
two pence piece. She found a piece of meat in her simmers. But okay. was she vegetarian? And she was vegetarian. <laughs> so, okay. So what do you do? You're the guest at somebody's wedding. You take it for the team. You think, didn't really want that. It's not going to not be kosher but that you know to a vegetarian the meat is as offensive but okay they they obviously didn't do it on purpose you put it to the side of the plate regard it as an unexploded bomb and proceed with the other areas of your dinner but she complained to the caterer while she was a guest at my wedding she's not in a restaurant she was a guest she was only Mm. having that meal because she'd been invited there to me that's chutzpah so it's all about uh, would you not say chutzpah is very much context appropriate as well if I came to you with a throbbing tooth I mean I wouldn't do it in the middle of everything but you know you might think okay you might have a little more agency with people you know because also you can judge them I can see if you're stressed or you're busy doing other things um, as opposed to standing at your front door with your mouth wide open (laughs) I have had that as well but anyway that's another story have you have you Um, but what about did you ever use chutzpah in your relationships or have you taught your kids chutzpah or were you chutzpah dick in your you know when you got together with your your partners or even with your friends did you have those I think moments? you you're born with a degree of chutzpah I know Arthur, I've got three boys and a girl and one in particular has the chutzpah gene and um he has asked one teacher asked him once um oh um who's your favorite teacher and he said oh well you are Mrs. whoever you are and she said I bet you say that to all the teachers and he said yes to my favourite seven so there <laughs> sometimes we we do well do we I mean do we want young people not necessarily our own children you know if you maybe you're a teacher or you're listening you're just somebody who works with young children do you want I mean do you want them to have some degree of chutzpah I do suppose you what you mean is sort of chutzpahs in standing up for yourself and venturing forth into the world so that's just before you get chutzpah it's a spectrum isn't it yeah it it is very much a spectrum isn't it so to have the guts to do something to have the guts to fail and to fall because nothing ventured nothing gained so it's why exactly what lynn said it's a spectrum and it's that fine line between being you know to going over the way us too much are you saying that <laughs> i'm going to say something and i don't God. know how this is going to come out there's no difference between chutzpah and chutzpah dick it means it's almost like it's another level of chutzpah because when you have the suffix i'm going i'm digging myself a Into hole here a hole, but yeah. in yiddish i mean you maybe you Excuse can help the me the, the kind of suffix when something's you know labor dick which means lively lively yeah, lively hmm. yeah exactly so the but the, that the suffix is makes it more of an adjective doesn't it so do you think it 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 has even greater potency when you say somebody's chutzpah dick rather than they've got chutzpah yes yes just by the sheer nature of it being an adjective that we're describing it and therefore it's more of it yeah yeah, and you've got more you've got context as to what it actually is so when the person who parked across my neighbor's drive at school pickup time because we live next door but one to a school and then promptly broke down (laughs) and was there for six hours trapping uh, my neighbor in her house uh, for that length of time that was chutzpah dick it was gone for mm. chutzpah from parking your car outside the house briefly for five minutes to being utterly chutzpah dick when the car wasn't moved for about six hours That's afterwards. That's a serious chutzpah. Have your, have your mothers ever been chutzpah? Like, do they, as in asking you to do things, sort of trivial things when, you know, you're busy or, 
don't know, there mm. might have been a light that needed fixing. Oh, or... yeah, <laughs> that story. <laughs> yes, I can remember my, my mother and father uh, calling me at work and I usually used to think that if I was called at work it was some emergency. sort of major emergency and would need to down tools and leave and, but when my mother actually got on the line and I spoke to her she said we've just been to Ikea and I have a light to put together please will you come in on the way home from work and put this light together and I felt that was chutzpah as well sorry mum if you're listening yeah and and meant with love obviously I mean it's <laughs> there's somebody that we may be acquainted with who says to another friend around the time of the Jewish festivals, when we do tend to bake a lot, um, <laughs> have you done your baking? Oh. And she sort of means... Yes, well, can you do some for me as oh, well right. while you're there? <laughs> That's very nice. Although, I'm not a baker, so she wouldn't go very far, get very it wasn't far me. with It's me. not with me either. No, no but it's... But, no, the, the, uh, there is that. There is sometimes, I think, also, people think that you can take it that just because you are busy baking, then why shouldn't you do some baking what for somebody really, else? What really, really annoys me as a busy person is when people say, ask a busy person. Yes. Because <laughs> that's really annoying. You see, that's the sort of apology that I was talking yeah. about, but that doesn't go very far, so they are And you need do it, because when you ask a busy person... Oh. But suppose you see whether you like that person or not, and it's a sort yes, of irritation, isn't so it? True. And that's part of the charm. That's so, so somebody true. that you like and love, they can get away with murder. And there, there, there is a reason that you like them. I'm not talking about our children, just yes. friends even, or yes. acquaintances. Yeah, correct. I mean, you do anything. But you've got to be careful to not make... I think with chutzpah, what I learned from my mother is not to make assumptions about people. Oh, just because they've got a big garden, they won't mind if you go and play football in it, or because they've got mm. more of X than Y, that they're happy to give that bit of X to you. I remember going to visit a friend who was staying at a smart one of these smart hotels abroad, and um, the floor she stayed on had an extra sort of executive area where you could go and get free drinks and this, that and the other. And because she knew somebody else that had rooms there, she just sort of used their room number to get in and out. <laughs> because she thought, yeah, Hotspur, exactly. Yeah, look, nobody died. Um, the, the, the cakes and drinks were out anyway. It wasn't costing anybody anymore. So that was obviously the rational part of her head was saying, what's the big deal? I mean, have you been chutzpah yourself? I know obviously you've, Noemi, you've done it for the really important stuff, but on the, here sort of down on the trivial level, have on, you? On been, the trivial level, I think you've, if you're in a hotel and you want to take lunch from breakfast, <laughs> that's quite chutzpah <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, the world is divided into those who, especially abroad, you know, Mediterranean destinations, not just as Oh, well, I dream anywhere. of Mediterranean yes, destinations. Yes, we do. And you see <laughs> these much. sumptuous buffets and you think, well, they've got mm. so many rolls and so many pieces of cheese and whatever out. Some people might just sort of make a little cheese bun and steal it away. But I've seen chutzpah mothers <laughs> who literally the fill... Picnic hamster. A picnic hamper. <laughs> hamster. Hamster. Yeah. Hamper. Yeah. I once saw somebody at one <laughs> hotel. She sort of took a side of chicken out. Oh, because <laughs> I saw somebody fill their rucksack. Oh, with drinks and yeah, it's, it's literally. It's, but yeah, it's, but we've never been, been guilty there. of doing things mm, like that, have we? Well, how would we? Would we? But again, we would argue that it's all because of the the survival instinct. And there's an element of of string pulling as well. I suppose. What have I done? That's the most chutzpah dick thing. I once went to a posh kitchen company, 
and asked them about how I could possibly redo my kitchen. And they made lots of suggestions. Obviously, they don't draw out plans. And as soon as I left the showroom, I immediately drew out what they'd said and took it to somewhere cheaper. Is that a chutzpah, would you say? I think all these companies expect a certain percentage of people. And on the chutzpah league of chutzpah dickness, that's quite low down. It mm. is a little bit chutzpah dick, but it's not the crime of the century. But I mean, equally, I know somebody, no names, who tried on some underpants from Marks and Spencers, decided Ew. they... No, chafed a little. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe you said folded that. them up and took them back. Ew. I can't believe that they took them back. They didn't do the sniff uh, test. Then, did just they? Thinking that. No. Oh, thank you. But also, <laughs> I mean, you, you know. I mean, I think even the next generation have been, we think of kids as the ones that are chutzpahdick. They've been the victims of chutzpah as well, haven't they? I've known young people who've tried to help somebody with stuff and they've lent stuff to them and then they've, you know, then passed them off as their own. Mm. Is that survival yeah. of the fittest? I don't know. I mean, you know, we've all been guilty of grabbing, trying to grab the selfie with somebody and... Yeah, when my... um. We were lucky enough, my eldest son um, met and got married to the most wonderful girl who <laughs> was from Sydney, Australia. And in pre-pandemic days, we met, went all the way to Sydney for a wedding, which was the most amazing experience. Yeah. Um, on the Friday night after the wedding, the Australian Prime Minister was in shul. <gasps> and my husband son went right up to him and said, because it was before our Sabbath has started when we can't use mobile phones. He still had his mobile phone on him and asked the Prime Minister of Australia for a selfie, please. <laughs> and got it. And we've got the most wonderful can, picture. Can of I him. say that I don't think I was there a witness? And I don't think your son was chutzpahdick. Because maybe, maybe the, the Prime Minister exactly expected it. And he and the Prime Minister, him, your son is charming, and the Prime Minister was so charming. Um, it was Hanukkah time, it was around Christmas time, and the Prime Minister actually joined in a dance with the congregation. It was a very relaxed feel. So it's what we've said before, was it really chutzpah, or was it that sort of environment that invited this sort of... Uh, most charming and sweet and memorable behaviour yeah. of your sons. Yeah. And so it's all degrees, isn't it's it, well, everybody? He had the guts to do it, and yeah. I'm not sure I would have done so. <laughs> well. he play, and, it, and he, you know, and he, he's he's doing, you know, thank God, he's he's using that chutzpah in the nicest, most charming way to, to work hard and make his way yeah. in in his well, his professional yes, life. Could have gone well. either way. He could <laughs> go either way, absolutely. Um, but um, but I think it's all. I think that what we've learned from talking about chutzpah is it's very much context dependent and that, that you know if you are going to use chutzpah don't feel that just because you call it chutzpah because it's got this kind of cute almost kind of hollywoodized mm. feel to it now that that gives you a get out of jail card for any kind of behavior you have to think about the other people around the you. line yeah, there is a line the line but also i suppose the jewish mothers we've known maybe they they weren't as nuanced or as as tuned in as not because they loved any less or were any less capable you know they worked probably a lot harder than us but you were allowed to be unreconstructed in your love now everybody's got to think about everything i think right. society now nuances everywhere every time you open your mouth you've got to be careful what you say and things may be perceived as being chutzpah dick or worse every time you say something yeah uh, but whereas i think in our mother's days things were much 
simpler and the rules were more obvious in all walks of life. And yet you could still get it wrong. My late mum told a story of um, when my, my older brother got his first brace, which he must have been maybe, would he be 10 or 11? Is could that, be, yeah, yeah that. that's about okay, right. Okay, and in the old days, you know, braces, they do all sorts of things now. Um, and, um, you know, I think it was literally kind of screwed in with an iron bar and he was in terrible, terrible pain. And, you know, my brother was not of a complaining type. My mum couldn't bear it. And it was a Saturday afternoon, our Jewish Sabbath. And, you know, she, she, the, the dentist who had done this lived not far from where she lived. And um, so she just instinct, and she was not a pushy person, but she couldn't bear to see Health the child in pain. pain. So she went round to the dentist's house, and my mum was a very gently spoken person. She knocked on the door, and he blasted her. Oh, no. He went berserk because she had... Oh. Now, on paper, I suppose you could see it both ways. All my mum was thinking of was... Her and I'm sure she was son. very polite when she said it, but you could also argue the chaps working there seven mm. days a week if it was so terrible take him to hospital so you know sometimes there is a fine shading with chutzpah and I keep instruments at home and I'm sorry matron <laughs> in case that happens I don't I, I think I, I I think if I know who that person was it was an old school um maybe so dentist. so you so you have something so at I home think, to have a poke and a shove if I do if yes. necessary that's that's good that's to inviting know. many people yes hello Julian. maybe i shouldn't hello. have said that um, you didn't hear that listeners no hashtag kind though yeah, yeah kindness yeah. so chutzpah so what we've sort of i suppose what we've we've drawn to conclude today about chutzpah is yeah it's a great word it's you know it's cheeky it's audacious it's brazen it's fearless it's it is. it's courage isn't it mm. but equally it can be something dark and unwelcome and something that maybe you have to deploy with a little bit of caution. I think it's all about context and knowing where the, whoever it is is coming from. Fifty Shades of. Fifty uh, Shades of Hotspur. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Have you got any baking with you, Lou? I don't, not today. But I have news, I have new chickens. You've got oh, new chickens, yes, what, to have. cook or live ones? Live ones. And cockerels um, or hens? No, hens. We don't hens. do cockerels. No, she wants I mean, the eggs. Said, correct. Anyway, um, I've never had one of those eggs, out. and I've never been chutzpahdick enough uh, to ask for one. Um, I have. <laughs> there you go. Straight out with the first yes, hen. I did ask. Well, you, can, what, you went round with a basket, Mary? No, no not with a basket. Empty-handed and came out full-handed. But I did you ask. Go. You did. For, for a whole other conversation. So there you go. I think we've topped and tailed chutzpah this week. Chutzpah is something that can be joyful, but maybe the Jewish mothers that came before us learnt to do it with care and do it with uh, ease. So that's it from this episode of Jewish Mother Me. We hope you enjoyed this dollop of chutzpah. Uh, we'll be back again soon, but until then, it's goodbye from me, Angela Epstein. Naomi Lopian. And Lynn Dover. <laughs>